Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today, I've got South City Live while with me, Damien Cook. How's it going? Source of missed you. How are you, mate? Mate, I miss you too. I miss you too. Tell me how that uh, Wiggles... Song come about. That's probably one of the highlights of my career at the moment. <laughs> Recent news, obviously, Peter re-signed for a further three years. Um, he's done as your successor. Does that put a bit of pressure on yourself, or does that motivate you to kind of retain that jersey? Um, what was your relationship with like uh, with Des? Des, it was a funny one. He's uh, <laughs> he used to love watching you under the high ball. Why is that? I just remember running back going. Fuck, is he going to catch it or not? Do you believe last year when Sam got sacked, uh, particularly with all the pressure on, on your shoulders as a team, uh, do you think it was a bit of a distraction? Who would have thought, eh? You're going to ask a controversial question, <laughs> eh? Who would have thought? Yeah. Can you not stare in my eyes while you just look at that like that? Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Episode 15 to Let's Trot. And today, I've got South Sydney Livewire with me, Damien Cook. How's it going? Boss, I've missed you. How are you, mate? Oh, mate, I've missed you too. I've missed you too. Just make yourself at home, take your shoes off, get comfortable. I have, yeah. How's Spot. life after footy? Yeah, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Uh, it's only what, been three or four months, so yeah. I haven't really, um, hasn't really sunk in uh, just yet, but yeah. I'm sure when the season starts... Um, You'll start to miss a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it's all I've known for, what, 23 years, um, playing, you know, playing footy since the age of 10, but yeah. you know what? It's, I was actually scared to actually put it out there initially, but... Uh, now that it's all done, it feels like there's a bit of a weight off my chest and yep. um, I can move on to the next. And um, I, I guess the best thing is that I get to spend more time with my family. And um, yeah, obviously I'll miss the camaraderie, the banter with the boys, particularly, particularly Wait, with you. You'd think I was the host hosting you the way you're talking. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know what? You might as well run, 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 run the show. So go. No, no, no. Take uh, a lead. Yeah, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's been happening? How's preseason been? No, it's been good. Been a, a real solid preseason before Christmas. Mm. Um, been a long preseason. That's what happens when you don't make finals. So, well, it's been a while. It's been a while for us. Yeah. yeah. So we've been we've been up for a long time. Um, we've no re, no end result, I guess. So, yep. but the good thing is we got a full preseason. Good five six weeks in before Christmas. Um, come back straight into an army camp, which is always a giggle, as you know. After Christmas. Uh, yeah, after Christmas, and then. Um, I've got sort of a new block of training before we head to Vegas. So we're starting to get a lot more football and uh, training now, which is much better. Less, less just running up and down the field. So, no, we're going well. Speaking of Vegas, uh, is there much hype around it? Much, much chat around the boys of what you guys are going to get up to over there? It started to pick up in the last um, – since we got back from Christmas, I think. Yeah. I think before before Christmas, no one really wanted to talk about it. But now now it's actually just around the corner. Um, I think Jai's starting to organise some tours for, for after the game. He's been there once, so he thinks he's <laughs> – the king of Vegas, <laughs> so but they didn't even know he was there. So, um, and other than that, it should be really good. Like we get 
about eight days in, in San Diego as well. Mm. Uh, never been there. So we're about to San Diego. Is that more LA? Just south of LA. South of LA, yeah. Yeah. Are you sure I, about that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> On the way to Mexico. Yeah. How good's that? Um so that'll be pretty cool. And it'll be it'll be hard to sort of get that balance when you first get there. There'll be a lot of excitement, I guess. Um a lot of boys probably haven't been overseas or mm. been to America, so it'll be all new to them. So we've got a good little training camp um that, you know, leading into the first week, taking it fairly easy, giving some boys some free time to to get that out of their system and then probably eight days out, seven days out, that's when we really switch on and, and get ready for that round one um, against Manly. But, you know, that's going to be pretty special to go over there to sure. to Vegas. Like you think of some of the massive biggest sporting events in the world, Super Bowl's going to be there the week before, which is pretty cool. So, um, no, we're very lucky to get over there, mate. Well, there's a few things happening. You've got uh, Floyd Mayweather versus John Gotti as well. Pretty sure you've got the USA and the Super Bowl is going to be in the same stadium where you guys are going to play, which yeah. is going to be unbelievable. Do you watch NFL much? Do you, do you go to team? I have. The, I'm the Eagles fan, and I've sort of. Hey, they went well this year. They, yeah, they overachieved this year. Um, I used to follow it massive when I was back at the Dogs. Um, since I've been at South, sort of dropped off a little bit, but yeah. I still keep an eye on them. How they going? Uh, but yeah, like you said, Super Bowl, one of the biggest sporting events ever that yeah you know, everyone watches. Everyone thinks they're um, experts on Super Bowl day, as you always. Carry on about. Well, everyone thinks they're an NRL expert as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They are, aren't they? Um, so I think that's going to be pretty cool to know that they're there a week before. Um, and like you said, all those other sporting events as well. So no, pretty special. I'm sure you're going to have a, a, some leisure time when you get over there. Can we expect any coffee shouts from yourself? Of course. Always. Uh, I'm actually, yeah, I am. What's your subject? I know. Like, you don't really, you know, you don't like really picking your hand mm, with the boys. It's, it's, it's a known thing. I've got a... A bad rap for that, which I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> and actually started from Greg Inglis as well. And I one started from Greg. Um, and he was actually the biggest tight ass. He, he, Greggy, is, he Greggy. is a big tight ass. And then I won't name the next person because he's got a, you know, everyone loves him. So I won't name who the real tight ass is at the moment. Oh, but you know, was... And it's, it's not AJ. AJ's, AJ can be generous to the right people. Yeah. He's, he's got a give and take there. So who do you reckon comes in second? No, no, AJ's not first. There's someone else above it. You just, I just can't oh, you're, it. I was saying you're first. but <laughs> No, no, I am not. So no, I won't mention his name, who, who it is. So, Well, speaking of AJ, you just yeah. reminded me. Um, tell me how that uh, Wiggles song come about. Um, it was great. That's probably one of the highlights of my career at the moment. <laughs> you think about how much Wiggles you watched. You would have watched Wiggles. Love Wiggles, up. yeah. Um, very much our age, mm. age group, isn't mm. it? And iconic. We took our kids to the shows. I started taking Willow to a couple of shows. Yep. Got to know Anthony, who's been great. And um, the rest of the wheels have been awesome. Every time we're there, we're we're lucky to get to go and say hello. Mm. Um, and then AJ, once he had Sonny, they started going to the Wiggles as well. Um, and then one thing that led to another. Nick, one of the guys who works there, is a big South fan as well, and just asked if we would. Which one was Nick? No, he's not on the. Oh, just a producer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, he just asked if we would, um, you know, do the Christmas special. And Tommy, uh, AJ and myself jumped at it straight away. They were like, we, we would love to do it. So we went in there to the studios at, uh, where are they at? Bella Vista. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then um, mate, spent the whole day there. Um, it was that cool to – it was quite funny because when we were in the studio doing it, uh, Tommy took control. Like obviously, he was sweet. He fitted right in. Me and AJ are a little bit nervous, uh, but after a couple of couple of goes, we were like, 
wanted to perfect it. So we wanted another go, another go. And they were just like, no, it's sweet. It's perfect. So, um, but just the better thing that day was actually just watching all the kids. And for me, especially Willow and Jagger, just on the set, mm. sitting in the big red car with Sahai and Lucia yeah, and just yeah. hanging out with the Wiggles all day. Um, that was special to watch and something that Willow doesn't understand how, how lucky she's been to meet the Wiggles that many times. Um, she just thinks it's normal that we, we hang out with them. So um, <laughs> hopefully one day she'll look back on that and go, oh, that was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. So, yeah. um, Plus we nailed it too. Like we're massive in Canada apparently. Really? Yeah, well, that's where I think we're mainly meant to go for their TV show over there. But yeah, yeah. obviously YouTube over here, they got got a few hits on the TV at home as well. So, Did any of the boys give you shit? I don't think they could because of how good it was. I think they, <laughs> they wanted to. And like, even I had some people in the street like um, come up to me and go, oh, how'd you get roped into that? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, I, I like jumped at the opportunity. Yeah. Like, I've been on stage with the Wiggles. What yeah. have you done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, they tried to, some people try to give me shit for, for going on the Wiggles show and dressing up as an elf. Like, it suited me perfectly. Why is that? My height, all right? I'll bring it up. <laughs> And it, like, it was even better that Tommy was dressed as an elf as well. <laughs> that was, was skin tight, that, that, that outfit. So mate, it was a great day and they've been outstanding no. to, to us. Yeah. You, you boys definitely nailed it. Um, mm. Recent news, obviously, Peter <coughs> re-signed for a further three years. Um, he's done as your successor. Does that put a bit of pressure on yourself or does that motivate you to kind of retain that jersey? I, I think it's both and I think, I think it's really good. And Peter, I'm like, I always say to people that, you know, he just wants the same dreams as goals that I've had, uh, that I that I have as well. So I can't um, can't but you know hope you. hope the best for him, you know. And I love training alongside him. And because he's young, fit, he's training really well. He plays really good. They they won the New South Wales Cup last year. It's a great test for me to make sure that I keep improving as a player as well. Um, so it pushes me to reach my goals as well and sure. be be better for the team. Um, and I think that's important to have someone un, like you know, pushing you along. It's healthy competition's always been good for me and it's something that I liked because it's always going to – I feel like I'm, I motivate, motivate myself really well um, to, to train hard and do all those things. But to have that competition there, it's definitely um, – yeah, it definitely helps me um, Thank you keep me get going. comfortable, really. You don't want to get comfortable. You get comfortable, you start just – you know, think, you never know. You might not notice it, but things might just start to drop off and yeah. how you do things. Um, so it's, it's really good. Our whole – Reserve grade side last year, I'd like to think them winning the comp has pushed the standard up of training Without this year for sure um, with how well they're playing. So um, having someone like Pete there, and he, he deserves that, that new contract he got. And I've always said to him, I want to play for as, as long as I can, but I can't wait to see him, you know, go on and do great things straight after me. So with South, I feel like um, that when I've gotten the n number nine jersey, I've, I've – um, put it in a really good position and I'll continue to put it in a great position for him to take over and he'll, he'll do the same from there. So um, I'm very happy for him. And, um, but like I said, that competition is going to be um, really good for me and keep pushing me, pushing me along to want to be better as well. Love that. With our, tra our training, I should say, is uh, there been a bit of a chop and change between you two? Do you still see yourself as an 80 minute hooker or do you think Pete will come on the bench and maybe come for like a 20 minute, 30 minute stint? I think definitely throughout the year, you might see some, some different options. I, I still think, um, you know, with the way I'm training, everything I'm doing, I'm feeling really good. Nice. Um, and that's the, the role I like is, is 80 minutes, um, to play that game, but it's always about, uh, what's best for the team as well. So if there's other ways, I remember there was a game last year, uh, the Warriors games 
uh, Saliva started the first uh, 15, 20 minutes and I come on finish the game through the origin period um, as well. So, you know, I think this year it's, you know, sometimes if, it, if you need to, you've got to, you know, put your ego aside of what's, what you like to do and, and do what's best for the team. And mm. um, I still plan on um, going to another level from last year, playing really good footy, looking at 80 minutes. But if it's things have to uh, be done different, that, that's how you do it. Because we've got to, everyone's got to buy into the same thing of um, whatever it's going to take this year to win the premiership. Because I feel like this year with the likes of Jack coming in, um, Kepi coming in, not making finals last year is a really good freshen up that we're, we're setting ourselves up for a real good opportunity this year. I love that. Uh, it's never been easy for you, uh, particularly your time with the Dogs. You've always had to fight hard and uh, try to get a spot and crack into the team. Uh, that short stint at the Dogs, uh, how important was that for you? And was that like laying down the platform for your career, you think? I loved my time at the Dogs. And I, I to, be, to be honest, I got there on a favour um, of friends. Uh, like for, So Jimmy Dimmick and Shane Millard, good friends. And I'm, Shane will never admit this, but like I'm pretty sure like my time at the Dragons wasn't they wanted to re-sign me, but they didn't. They didn't know what position because I was playing fullback at the time, yeah, but they wanted me to hooker. So it was, it was a bit weird there. But I'm, I I know Shane for some reason. I don't know why, how I know, but I, I know he would have rang Jimmy Dimmick and just asked him to pretty much just give me an opportunity up at the Dogs. Mm. Um, so I got sent up there as a fullback, I thought. And then Desi pretty much said, oh, I've seen you play fullback, so let's just train you at hooker. So that's why I've been stuck at hooker ever since <laughs> um, in the middle of the field. Been great. Perfect. Body feels great. Um, and but that time there, Mick Ennis was there. Um, I knew I was never going to overtake him at the time, so I was all about just learning from him. But the pack and the people we had in that team, I, I, um, it was a, it was a great learning experience for me to what it takes to be a professional athlete and what standard you need to be at. Because uh, the dogs were were flying those those few years there. We'd be. Uh, one of the years of the grand final, then the prelims the next year. Yep. Um, so being around that environment um, and also playing reserve grade there those two years, I, I felt like that's been really important in my journey. Obviously, I wasn't um, wasn't ready straight out of 20s. wasn't one of those players that just took off from 20s and um, jumped straight in the first grade. I feel like playing reserve grade for those few years at Cutters, but most importantly, the Bulldogs sort of um, made me the player I am today and sort of it was a great stepping stone me moving forward to South as well. What was your relationship with like uh, with Des? Des, it was a funny one. He's uh, <laughs> what's he like? He's inter- interesting, him, interesting yeah. man. He's um, he's a very smart man as well. Mm. Definitely interesting. So, uh, but you could sort of tell when he was sort of looking at you to possibly play that week um, because he'd want to shoulder charge you in the hallways, just look at you, and try and chat to you and stuff like that. So that's when you're like, oh, I might be on here. So that, that's. Sometimes he might not give you much at all, yeah. Um, but then sometimes when you're sort of interacting with you a little bit, you're like, Oh, I might be on here. He's noticed to me, so I'll see how I go. I, I remember that particular story. I don't know if it was his time at Manly or Bulldogs, but um, he wanted a, partic- a specific player to toughen up, and uh, he asked him to run straight at him, um, and pretty much singled him out. And yeah. he's like, What? No, and he's like, Run as hard as you can at me now. And he pretty much flattered theirs, <laughs> and he goes, That's how I want you to run. <laughs> I don't know if that's GST, but that's what oh, I heard. <laughs> we, we used to blow up at training sometimes because, you know, when you're the reserve grade side, you have to sort of let the first grade side get their confidence up, you know? Sort of, yeah, at a certain degree. Yeah, in a, in a way, you know, just play play a little bit earlier, stuff like that. Yeah. Like Jimmy Dimmick used to be hilarious in like, oh, fuck these guys, let's, let's beat them, you know? Like, so like we'd 
run certain plays, little trick plays, <laughs> and Desi would blow up and like, run the fucking play. And Dimmy Dimmick would be like, yeah, sorry, Des, sorry, Des, and then turn around to the huddle and go, fuck yeah, boys, well done. <laughs> <laughs> so it probably caused him a bit of stress there at the time. But, mate, a good reserve grade side makes a, makes a good first grade side, right. mate. So. I agree. Do you think it's a bit of a bad rap uh, on Des, particularly his last couple of years at the Bulldogs? Because I think he's been, you know, a finger pointed for the blame for most of the kind of salary cap issues and, you know, the, the recruitment drive that he'd done there in the last couple of years. And do you think that's fair? Mate, he's... He's, he's just the coach. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people okay. else there as well. And uh, a, pl- a coach like him also is a big reason why those players want to go to that club as mm-hmm. well. So, um, yeah, you can't, can't we just point the finger at one person there? One uh, particular great of the Bulldogs um, came out and said that they're absolutely kicking themselves by letting you go, Steve Mortimer. I don't know if you recall that. But um, do you feel like you leaving the dogs um, was actually a blessing in disguise for yourself personally? Um, <clears throat> yeah, looking back, obviously, obviously now, like some some great things have some happened since I've um, you know left the dogs, and I never actually wanted to leave there. I was having a lot of fun, really enjoyed the the environment there, the guys we had there, um, Cassiano, Frank Pritchard, those type of guys, Grubby, they were they were awesome to be around. Um, but it just came down to a thing where it, it looked like there was going to be a better opportunity for me to go to South and and have a crack at that starting role because uh, Leisha was playing some really good footy and played well that uh, year before as well until he until he got injured. But mm. he was doing everything right where he deserved his spot back at the next year. So um, it all came down to a little bit of money as well because it was a bit, pretty much training, sort of minimum wage training. And then the other one at South was an, an extra year and a bit more as well. So that came into play as well. Yep. Uh, but more the opportunity to go there and um, Isaac Luke had moved on and stuff like that. So I was – Good opportunity to try and um, jump at that nine spot. Perfect timing. So within three years as well, you obviously played New South Wales, you played for Australia, um, and you pretty much with a successful South Sydney outfit. Um, what stands out for you amongst in those three years for you to reach that top of your game? Um, definitely the players that I've come up come up against to train against. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think to keep pushing me along the way as well. Like I was, I'm always motivated to get keep getting better, um, but Going to South, there was a big battle there with um, with Cam McInnes as well, and he oh, yes. he's he's a great trainer, great player. So it was a similar to you, a lot of lot of lot of competition there. Um, so really had to fight for that that spot, and there was a bit of chopping and changing. Sixteen um, and seventeen, we we didn't make finals either, so it was a lot of learning experiences there, um, and all that sort of stuff. But then I think when eighteen happened, um, obviously seventeen, I had the battle with Robbie as as well. Um, and then when 18 come, I think deceived coming in, giving that opportunity and that backing to, you know, that the number nine's yours. And I like, just don't think I'm not going to drop you the week after. If you I want you to, you know, he sort of gave me a lot of confidence. So I go out there and be Molden, the player I wanted Molden to be. The role. Yeah. And then actually settle in and play a few games in a row. Um, cause that's where, you know, I think some players don't get that opportunity. They have one game and they might not do too well. So Coaches might not give him that chance again, but you actually need a few, as you know, a few games in a row to really settle into your role, those combos in a game scenario. So um, I was lucky that I had that backing of Siebes, um and obviously a great side around me to allow me to do my thing. Yeah, I've always been big on that. Like I didn't, I never understood like a player just play one or two games and then if you have yeah. like a mediocre game, it gets dropped back to reserve grade. It just didn't make sense to me because yeah. obviously it takes time to develop your own game. It takes yeah. time to develop your teammates, build chemistry, cohesion. Just doesn't, you can't just do that over two weeks yeah. playing together. So 
Um, you I pre- still remember yeah. like Randy Matur. He was playing reserve grade when he come back to the do- at the Dogs, and he he'll tell you he probably wasn't playing the best in reserve grade, but he'd played first grade his whole life. So he sort of spoke to Des and said, and I don't. He was trying to obviously get back in the first grade side. Um, I'm pretty sure I got the story right, but he went and seen Desi and he says, I need to play first grade because that's where, you know, I know the combinations. I know everyone there. Density. Yeah, and how, how it all goes. That's all, that's all he's known. So when he got back into that side, I still remember him. I think he was getting like player's player like every, every second week because of just um, what it was like. And that's just another example of guys needing mm. a few games in that environment. When you're swapping and changing, how are you meant to get any, you know, combinations or com- – you know, confidence in your game as well. It could also be detrimental to a player's career because obviously getting dropped back to reserve grade, yeah. it could have, it could be a reality check or it could be just like a drop of confidence. Yeah. Like it could go, go either way. So it's mm. really an experiment really. As we both know over our, yes. our careers. Yes, we do. Yes. yes. The last couple of years of my career, unfortunately. Um, but I used to love, <laughs> used to love watching you under the high ball. We're out. Everywhere. Why is that? Because well, I'd, we'd make our tackles. I'd turn around and the big bomb would go up from, Maybe Birdo or Nate or something like that, and just. I never dropped any bombs from Birdo. No, you didn't. It was you only never, one you game. Never, what do you think about it? It was no, only no, one no. game that I dropped the bombs, and it was against Penrith. It wasn't. Yeah, bad time to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but also you caught everything, but it was just how stressed you were under the high ball sometimes. Oh, please. <laughs> um, uh, Birdo's got the biggest kick in the game, so no, why would I be stressed? It might have been Renault as well, but you know, like I just remember running back, going, "Fuck, is he going to catch it or not?" You always did. <laughs> That adrenaline rush. <laughs> Please tell me you're joking. <laughs> oh, no. I hate you so much. Why is this the first you've ever told me this? Oh, One of the last on the field. <laughs> when I look back at the game, during the game, I was like, fuck, we're going to have to do another set of six here of D. But no, hey, you always caught him. You always caught him. Always proved you wrong. Exactly. Which I've done my whole career. Except for that game. Yeah, First game against Penrith, great timing. Yeah, let's not talk about that. And remind me, please. Yeah. I already, I've already put that at the back of my mind. Uh, you, <laughs> back to you. Uh, <laughs> we briefly touched on um, who was the biggest fan of you at South. You said Steve was the one that initially gave you your first crack. Mm. Um, was there anyone else that really believed in you? At South? Correct. Um, I'd like to hope so. Um, well, who, who helped you just really get to that first grade position? You obviously oh, okay. said Steve's... You know, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, like, I think Sutter and Clarkie are always good ones that I um, have little conversations with, and even still do mm. now. I'm lucky enough to have them both there. Mm. Um, but Clarkie was someone who would be going through the same scenario as me. It was either me or him getting dropped each week. We'd be beaten by thirty points, and for some reason, it was one of us on the bench that would get dropped uh, <laughs> in se- sixteen, seventeen. But didn't make sense. Um, yeah, our fifteen minutes was causing the issues, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, looking back now, just that support of like, and Cody's another one. Cody, like having him since the day I went, walked into into training, I think just um, yeah, have, I know how uh, he won't say it much, but I know I've got his support and, and backing. Is he knows the, the good combination we have and stuff like that, and, mm. and the bond we have on the field. So um, you know, Sato, Clarky, and on the field, Cody as well. So well, you and you, you and Cody developed really early in uh, the first couple of years. Like I remember you scooting out and. Yeah. Cody just had that footy awareness just to kind of hit a short ball off you or but yeah. he just had that awareness when you were going to make a line break. He was always yeah. there to support you. wasn't the fullback. It was always him. Yeah. Um, I feel like that that relationship has developed a lot over yeah. time. And not only like your relationship with him, but even Cody's game. Yeah. Um, obviously, he was someone that was overlooked early stage of his career. And now, did that surprise you of his development? Like, he, Yeah. He's the way, especially like, 
and he just explained it this year how he's controlling the team and he's uh, matured as a as a five eight almost a half. So, you know, just running the team at the moment. His kicking game's looking great at the moment. Training, um, his calmness on the field, just guiding him around. He's been been really good. He's doing a lot of coaching too, like just breaking it down for other players. So he's building those little combinations of everyone on the field. So um, it doesn't surprise me because I know how hard he sort of works. Um, you know, but uh, like that, like you said, that combination that we've had since sort of happened sort of straight away. I feel, uh, but I've seen some great clips where not so the part where where I take off and run, but it's actually watching what he does. Like he he um he just knows when I'm going to go, and he he knows to where to be as well. So mm. um sometimes I, I hit him in a short ball and he gets whacked, and I'm sort of sorry, 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 sorry. As he's getting tackled, as he's spraying you, as he's getting up, and ripping you out yeah, dirty. Yeah, but like in the next one, he's going through and he's scoring. So, it's, but it's um yeah. Sometimes I don't get it right, but he, he's always there. So he makes you know he makes me look good sometimes. One question I want to ask is like, what do you believe uh, that separated you from all those hookers like coming through? Um, like you're obviously one of the most professional coming through. You always like take your game to a certain standard, even at training. Do you feel like that's kind of what? really put the light on you and, and showed the coaches that I'm ready. I'm ready for this opportunity. Yeah. I, one thing I try and make do it, um, try to get my body ready for, and there was something that stood out to me in 18 and 19 and something I'm trying to like talking to like, um, high performance guys at team at the moment, mm. just trying to get repeat speed back and just being ready to go all the time. Um, so like game fitness for 80 minutes, but if you have a, have a good run, being ready to go on the next opportunity, I think that's what 18 was like. Um, I was just ready to get my body was ready to go all the time and just could have an effort after effort. Um, and I feel like this year, um, having the longer preseason, which, you know, blessing disguise to not making finals is getting your body back to, um, good condition going into the season with having a really good preseason under your belt. Cause mm -hmm. there's been a lot of years where come back in January, there was COVID come back late January. Um, if there's rep representative stuff at the end of the year. Um, so you just, you go on a four weeks, um, preseason, into the season so you're sort of trying to play catch up with everything your strength your power your speed your endurance so i think this year um i'm really happy where my body's at, at the moment and um if i was probably a, a difference might, may have been that sort of yeah repeat speed that i had yeah from from training but all the hookers train train hard because to be in the middle for that long hard job it's yeah, it's, a, it's a tough job um uh, especially the smaller bodies with the with the way that these front rolls are now, they're not just big and running straight. They've got footwork, uh, speed. They're, Outside they're, backs, they're athletes. you know, taking a carry, coming out of yard. It's just a hard job to do. Something you were great at. That's, yeah. yeah. Something, you were, you were you know, we all got that. our own hard kind of, you know. We do, yeah. Traits. Yeah, we do. And um, actually, some, one of the coaches the other day, I won't name which one, said actually, we're spraying the wingers for, you got the easiest job of the field, at least count the tackles. Like, <laughs> Wayne used to love, Wayne used to love uh, wingers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, remember really? Corey, Corey Allen's social loathing? Is that what he used to call him out there? Who, sorry? Corey Allen? Wayne used to I wasn't there. Yeah, I oh. come when he left. Yeah. So what was yeah. that? What was that about? I think he was just more like, you know, he was, he was almost in the crowd, he reckons. Like, <laughs> well, Corey's Wingers. actually, Corey's Wingers actually Wingers. very quiet himself, isn't he? Yeah. Funny, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I lost where we were. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're bagging wingers saying that. Would I don't bag like, wingers. No, mm. someone else did. Someone else did, but I'm on the back of it. Yeah. Yeah, because you have cracked yeah. a few jokes uh, from time yeah. to time about me. Well, you like, don't help that cause. Why is that? Well, I just spoke about it before. Oh, well, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> back to my question. I don't even know what the question was. Or, what is well, back, back to my question. I'll bring us back. Yeah. Uh, were you dubbed as uh, Mr. Professional? Was that your nickname at the dogs? Semi Parrot, yeah. How did you know that? <laughs> done your, done I've research. got my sources. Source, your sources. <laughs> you like that one? Josh Man sources. <laughs> you like that uh, one? You do, yeah. Good one. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I did have that, which was, was sort of a good thing. Good to know that, like, um, and if you look at South boys now, you, you'd look at the, the likes of, like, you know, Junior and Cam, I like that as well, yeah. Campbell Graham. But it's good to know that um, someone like Semi, um, Semi Parrot, player like him and everything done, he, he noticed those little things for me. So was, it's good to know that I was on the the right path of doing, mm. doing the right things off the field um, to give you the best chance on it. I want to ask you a bit of a tough question. I'm sure you'll be happy to answer it. Uh, what was the... <laughs> What was the difference between that 2021 South's team compared to last year's, you feel? Um, it got to a point last year and it was like almost like the the harder we tried, the, the worse it the got. The got. Yeah. And then turned into everyone sort of trying trying their best to try and fix it themselves. Uh, so we just lost a bit of our process and what, and what we're about and through that just builds a bit of frustration um, things don't go your way on the field. Um, and I think this is one, yeah, one thing after another, but for a playing group, it was, that's what exactly what it was like. It was like the harder we try at these things and things aren't going right. It just was, it just, it just builds up. So, mm-hmm. um, I hope, I like to hope that, um, we look at that similar to the Broncos the year before last where now they're in the grand final last year, but the year before they just dropped completely out of the finals. Um, so hopefully this reset can sort of be, and the good preseason we have, a couple of new fresh faces in there as well can really just sort of uh, kickstart us again this year because like on paper everyone fit. That's a big thing. Keep everyone fit on the field. Um, we got a great chance to win this comp, and that was another thing last year. And you don't want to make excuses, but a lot of key injuries and a lot of time spent on the sidelines of players that people wouldn't probably realise, but someone like Jai Arrow missing for so long. Yeah is a massive loss in the in the middle of the Big field. Big time. He does all the yeah. dirty stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't notice it, but he's he's one of the best in the middle. That uh, When you run outside Jai, uh, run out alongside Jai, you, you, you know, know he's got your back. You've got your back. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, what would you say the difference is between Wayne Bennett and um, JD? Um, one stays awake during meetings. <laughs> um, oh, I love that. I love that. There's a... JD actually tells a funny story. I don't know how it actually goes, but like about Wayne falling asleep at army camp or something. Like, <laughs> apparently like one of the young boys got up to talk, talk about his wine or whatever it was. And <laughs> he was asleep. But JD like, finally, like he finally woke up and he goes, how long was I asleep for? He's like, oh, a couple of hours. <laughs> but he said, he goes, when you wake me, he goes, oh, like I said, I said, wake me if I'm snoring. He goes, you won't snoring. <laughs> so, but um, Wayne, very obviously experienced as a coach. Um, you know, had people like JD and stuff around him to do a lot of the a lot of the coaching. Wayne could sit there and mentor the players yeah. and and get them ready for games. Um, he's sat back a lot more. I don't know how he was obviously earlier in his career. Yeah. Um, but individually, he would just you know talk to the players well, bring him aside. Yeah. And you'd walk out of a meeting with him. Um, you know, uh, with Wayne as well, like just you know, re- sure of what your role was and stuff like that. Same with JD. Uh, JD puts a lot of confidence. They have a lot of similarities, actually, because JD spent some time under him. I think that's why. Uh, but at, right now, at the moment, you're seeing a lot of hands-on uh, from JD and, and right amongst it. Um, 
his knees and ankles won't allow him to to fill in the injuries anymore. But um, he um, but other than that, he's really smart coach. Breaks everything down, um, and he's just process driven, which is um, we're just got to make sure we we all buy into that and and what he's doing because um, yeah. Definitely think it's got to work, and it was working last year, and it just and it just broke away a bit. So we've got to be much better at um, being able to do that for the whole year because that's that's why Penrith have gone so well is because they continually do the same thing over and over again Thank year after year. Yeah. So um, a lot of what they do on the field, going away from the question, but it's just they it's quite ba- quite basic a lot of it, but they keep it nice and simple. But they're ready to go when the opportunity comes. So and that's why they've they've won three in a row now. So. But back to the, the coaches, there's a lot of similarities. JD's a lot more hands-on um, and Wayne sort of sat back a little bit more, um, done his work in the in the backgrounds, I guess. That's what surprised um, me about Wayne when it first comes. So obviously I was naturally a bit nervous and he's obviously got this aura about yeah. him. He's a super coach and whatnot. And I was surprised that he didn't really have too much of an input on the way we played, but yeah. more on the side of, like you said, game, like player management per, yeah. individually. And I think that's one of his strongest attributes is just to yeah. know when a player needs to be talked to or needs to be pumped up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was mostly driven by the assistant coaches, which surprised me. Yeah. And I've got a good relationship with JD. So I feel like I get that sort of, those conversations with him as well that mm. I used to get with Wayne. Um, and so like he go into his office, you'll walk away uh, with what he wants. And that's, I think that's all players need is just, um, you know, to believe in him and just give him exactly what you want from him. And it's up to them to go out and get it done. But I, I get a lot of clarity when I, you know, sometimes you get a lot of voices in your head from different people, of different coaches. You go into coaches and you just, you just got to know to just listen straight to them what they want mm. uh, and you walk out much better. And, and we're both of those coaches. Um, you know, you, you get that. So a lot of similarities, but a few little differences as well. I love that as well, especially when you're thinking about more of the process. Yeah. It's not, you're not focusing on yourself. You're focusing on what's best for the team. And that's yeah. what it's all, all about, right? You're getting everyone on the same page for a common cause and it gets rid of all that disjointness and, um, you know, thinking about yourself, how you're feeling in the game, like just <clears throat> gives you direction, I guess. Yeah. And that's what happened in, um, little, go back to like 18 and 19. Um, and for me individually as a year, it was great. A lot, lot of runs, a lot of all that sort of stuff. But you look back now, that wasn't the best, um, best thing for the team. That's not going to win, win a comp because, we had two options. We either if we could play the ball while I was going or we had a shape from um, the zone, you know, like out, out in the scrum line area. Yep. And that was our, our two big two big things. And it's easy to pick off and, and control that. So you've got to be a threat right across the park. So for me, the biggest thing I've had to learn over the last couple of years is, is making sure uh, getting the balance right between when to run and to, and to run and for myself, but also then when – the run may be there, but the opportunity to score is, is out there. Yeah, so that's, that's right. the biggest balance. And it's not easy. It's easy to just run. Yeah. It's easy to just pick up the ball and run. Uh, but is that going to win your games? Uh, probably not Not so much because the, especially since the one ref's come in now, um, you know, there's, you can get away with a little bit more at markers. Um, mm. they, can't, they can't watch everything. No. Um, so a lot of things are a lot, a lot messy around the middle of the field. So it's all about having that right balance of when to go and go or – hold back from that run and, and play to the halves and let them do the thing. Do you believe last year when Sam got sacked, uh, particularly with all the pressure on, on your shoulders as a team, uh, do you think it was a bit of a distraction going to that game? No, not really. It, was, it, was, it came at the right time with a, with a bye. Um, 
Who would have thought, eh? You're going to ask a controversial question, eh? <laughs> Who would have thought? Josh Mansell. Uh, <laughs> straight to it. You've been, you've been softening me up. Nice yeah, questions. I want to know. What I a journey. I want to know. Like, it's, it's, everyone wants to know. No, it, was, it, came, in a, it came in a good time because we had the buy that week. But really, like I said before, as, as a playing group, we were so focused on the coaching. You know, the coaching had been done through the year. Mm. We knew what needed to be done. We'll track them well um, and we'll train them well. But for some reason on the field, it just, it, like I said before, we lost the process of as a team. Yeah, and, right. you know, you go down a couple of uh, – score, scoreboard pressure for us last year was a big thing. You know, we go down on the scoreboard and we, you know, start to stress a little bit. So, and then obviously individuals try, we try and solve it ourselves and which you think you're doing the right thing at the time. Good uh, intentions. Yeah, good intentions. Mm-hmm. But then um, obviously it just, you know, just fell apart and the, the harder we tried, everyone, the harder everyone tried, the worse it got. So as a, as a distraction, we'll, we'll more like just what the hell is going on and get it done and, and move on. So like. So you can focus on the game. Yeah. Yep. Then just get it out of the way. So we're lucky that there was good timing uh, with the buy that week. Yeah, far right. Yeah. Talk about good timing. Yeah. Um, thanks for answering that. I know it was a bit of a tough question for you. Oh, time, you you uh, look yeah, a bit nervous just, now. I love how you just you know set me up and just. <laughs> I said, no, I expect nothing less from you. Oh, lie. that is a lie. Yeah. I've always looked after you, especially when I'm shouting you coffee. Um, but anyway, next to uh, give yourself to- a rap. <laughs> You're talking about yourself on a podcast. Who would have thought you would have been so good at that? How much- Imagine if you and Tane were on here. Who would get a word in? Honestly. <laughs> Well, we all know that you love a free pair of shoes. So, uh, what is this all about? Oh, mate, <laughs> dig in, dig in. A proud partner, Shoe Grab, gives you another pair of great wait, shoes. Wait, wait. What did you get? Wow. Have you got these? Let's find oh, out we'll now. find out. I've got a few Yeezys, but I'm not sure what color you got. How'd you know my size? You I really know, do well, your research. Mr. Professional. Oh, Joshua, stop it. <laughs> Thanks, I, mate. I knew you'd love those. I appreciate it, mate. No, you're Thank right. you so much. You like them? Do you have any Yeezys? I do. I do. I um, actually bought my first pair from Shoe Grab. The, um, what are they called? Pretty much all white. The bone. Oh, the bones. Bone, yep, yeah. 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 Good one. Thank what are you, you wearing now? Me. <laughs> Doing some earthing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of concrete around here. Concrete <laughs> everything. Yeah, but concrete everything. <laughs> concrete everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd have a concrete backyard. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I love my grass. And um, <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> you know I, I love my grass. grass. You've commented on my lawn before. I have, I have, I have. And you'd have and tomatoes. You got tomatoes, wouldn't you? Plenty of tomatoes. I've got tomatoes too. So, yeah, no. Yeah. You got chilies. I do, I do. Yeah. Thank you, shoe grab. Appreciate Thank you, it. Shoe grab. All right, now for something a bit lighthearted. You know, you're pretty fit yourself. Uh, who do you think in the NRL top five beast machines? Guys that run all day, power. Anyone that stands out? A lot of them. Um, I'll try not pick all at South Sydney, so I'll just maybe pick one from South. Let's right? go. Cam Murray. In what sense? Uh, Great body. Half, yeah. Half, <laughs> yeah, so we go, yeah, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, but then how fit he is mm. and what he can do, um, the way he carries the ball and the way he defends for a small guy. Like he's, he yep. is not much bigger than me, honestly, and he plays a way above his weight. 95, 96, was he? Yeah, I reckon it'd be something like that. So you wouldn't even think that. There's not much of him, but he plays like he's over 100 easy. So everything he does on the field, very, um, yeah, good to be out there alongside him. Um, who else we got? You know who I'd love to see in a, like a wrestle match? Yeah. G.I. and Latrell. Oh, massive. Oh. 
GI used to dominate wrestle. Well, split the um, universe in two. Yeah, but this is my <laughs> the trolls are not, If you want to go to South again, he he's, he's, a, he's so a freak. What he man. can do, like how powerful he is, like the, you know, like we don't probably use that enough, mm. um, and we can. But like the skill he has for a big man mm. to speed. Um, it's not he, even him, but it just run, obviously runs in the family. Like even Shaq. Oh, Shaq, Shaq's a five eight in the front row's body. Like yeah. he's he's got great skill and like back on the troll, like what he can do for a big man um, is, is pretty pretty impressive. Um, it's like touching a size, speed, when, when you give silky him a hug, hands. When yeah, you give him a hug. It's like bloody you're hugging a concrete slab. No, he doesn't understand how strong he is. So no. like you know when he like slaps you on the back, it's like like concussion, like HIA. <laughs> he doesn't understand how big he is. Um, I seen him the other day like pick up Tommy and like drag him back into the end goal like on his own like so yeah that was one of the many things I've seen but we'll try and get away from South mm. um going, going blank but like what do you want to talk like just overall yeah overall overall, overall. Olakawatu looks pretty special yeah yeah just I did a speed session with him yeah he can move yeah so he's quick quick, quick. athletic. Um, um, just watching frame. him catch that ball last mm. day, a couple, couple of his highlights from last year. Um, yeah, I think he's only just getting started too. He's, getting, he's New South Wales, isn't he? he played for, yeah. I think so. I yeah, like so to claim that, it. That, that'd be good for them. For us. Them. Us. Us. We'll wait and see. Fingers and, uh, crossed. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then who else have we who got? Who would you say the quickest in the game is? Quickest in it's the game. It's obviously a, uh, it's a massive debate. It is. Fox, Dom Young now hitting the scene. You got Jason Saab. Say Bronson Cherry. I'll, you can throw him in there. Uh, Stephen Crichton. Oh, would you, he got ran down by D, DC, so that'll probably push him back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love you, Critter. Uh, who, who would you say out of those four? I swear this, oh, the Hammer? Hammer. Hammer's got to be up there. The yeah. way, he looks like he's in third gear. Like, he looks like, like Hammer just cruises. Yeah. And the way he can move on the field, like, I think – was it in the Aussie games this year, the way he just, you know, just moved into space mm. on that long ball? Like, he's special what he can do on the field. He he moves really well. Um, but who's the fastest? So we're going away from the question, but we'll go back to, to the fastest. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why have I gone blank on the center for Manly? Center for Manly? Yeah. Ruben, it wasn't Ruben Garrick. No. Um, but Ruben's oh, quick too. Um, uh, cool, cooler? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got to be up there in the race, mm, I think. Definitely. Um, tie tie. I'm going to go purely just because of like meters per distance. I'm going to go Sabi. Uh, I feel like he's just like. Yeah, I caught Saab. I, I ran him down. So. Oh, who was this again? Yeah. Um, so he, know, he knows that. 20, he doesn't forget. Was this 21 or 22? I don't 
Right. I think I was. Yeah, I think yeah. I played in that game. I'm pretty sure. At Manly, you made a break. No, nah, nah. I don't think I was there that year. That must have been the year after. Yeah, so I ran him down. I ran you down. He knows that. I messaged him about but it. You're after. pretty quick. Yeah, I I can be. You're yeah. the fastest uh, beach sprinter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Beach flagger. Yeah, we can go back to that. No one knew that. No. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I really don't know. Dom Young, he runs well. I think I'm going to go with um, the Fox. Go to Fox. I'll go to Fox. I'm going to Fox. Everyone loves it. Definitely to 40. I reckon Fox, he flies to the 40, I reckon. Saab needs a 100-meter race. Mm. You know, I used to think it was lightning quick. Remember Michael Jennings? Yeah. That oh, one? my God. Yeah. Top 40, like no one yeah. can catch him. Who are the other ones? The Hammer. There's too many of them. Yeah, I know. We really do need a race, though. I'd love to see a combine, an NRL combine one day, I reckon. They're doing one over in um, in Vegas. An NRL combine? Yeah, like players from over there trying to um, – I think um, Gavin Orr's doing it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard about that. So isn't there an exemption for NRL clubs to sign union NFL um, players in the top 30? I think they're exempt from that cap. the cap, yeah. Is that, is that true? I don't know. Good idea, but Yeah, I think yeah. that would be pretty cool. Just adds more talent to the pool. For one year. <laughs> Can't sign him on 10-year deals. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, okay. Just moving away from rugby league for now. Um, obviously, the Australian Open's on. Have you been keeping a close eye on that? Yes. Who, who are you going for? Oh, who, oh, oh, oh. Djokovic, yeah. I, uh, mate. Real original. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> I was going, obviously going for the demon. Um, yeah. Obviously, for short. But uh, I'm not... Like, I'm on a bandwagon. I just admire Djokovic so much. And I know the rest of the Australian public don't really agree with this, but I just admire his confidence. Um, I know cockiness and confidence, you know, there's a lot of similarities with that, but I kind yep. of like the head. You'd know. Yeah. Okay. You, well, you have to be confident. If you're not confident yeah, in yourself, yeah. like oh, you're not going to get Who do you reckon's beating him? Who do you reckon's beating <sighs> That's a very hard question, man. The Spaniard? Uh, uh, um, Alcatraz. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a good chance. That's who I'm going for. The Alcatraz? And yeah. Zverev, I always pronounce that wrong. Zverev, 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 Zverev. He's the German, I think. Um, I made an absolute deal uh, of that. Sinner? Yep, he's good. Oh, wait, who won last night? Yeah, Sinner's yeah. a good chance, all right? Sinner, Sinner. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with Sinner. Yeah. Okay. Well, You're, back back to the Joker. Um, yeah. There's actually a pretty cool cut. There was um, back when Roger and Rafa was absolutely absolutely dominating tennis world. Yeah. Uh, there was a trainer, and he reckons that the top ten of tennis players believed that they won't beat him. They won't win a slam as long as those two guys were playing. Mm. Until one guy hit the scene and publicly said, I'm going to be world, I'm gonna be world yeah. champion. I'll definitely beat them one day. And you knew who that was? Djokovic. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's a lot of, it's all the lessons you can get out of that. We just spoke about the cockiness and confidence. And yeah. The public took it as cockiness. Like, oh, who does he think he is? Yeah. How disrespectful. You know what I mean? He's just only 19. Why would he come out and say something outlandish yeah. like that? But, if you're not going to believe in yourself, there's no point in actually competing against those kind of guys in the first place because if you can't envision it, you're not going to achieve it. Yeah, so. I, I'm a big Roger and Rafa fan, so I always hated him winning because I never wanted his air records to get to get beat, but you can't help but admire when he plays mm. how good he is. Okay. So you reckon he's going to win it? Uh, Alcatraz. Okay, we'll go with that. You're a big fan of dad jokes like myself? Speaking of jokes, yeah. I like how you... Went Joker to Joker. You like yeah, that? Very, very good. Yeah. Comes in the what scripting. Yeah. Um, so not you. Uh, oh, pardon. Yeah. No, that was yeah, a bad. Just from the sheet, mate. <laughs> All right. Here we your best dad joke, please. Oh, we, you've written some down. So 
Like, I've had to write a couple down. That's all right. Bring it out. Bring what it have out. you got? What have you got? Uh, what have I got? I can't reach it. I can't see from there. I actually wrote a song. <laughs> Come on, what, what? No, I wrote a song about a tortilla once. It was a more what? Tortilla. It was more of a rap. He said that. Tortilla. Tortilla. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to laugh. <laughs> Go. Oh, my God. I just got what you just said. <laughs> because a tortilla is a rap. Yeah, you got me? Yeah. I just completely just did not pick up on that. Pick up on that. All right. Um. What do you what do you call a Arab Arab bodybuilder? Um, gotta be careful, my answer here. Strong man, a protein shake. <laughs> oh, you like it? No, 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 no. I think that's absolutely hilarious. Oh. I'm crying. I've lost my. Like, I'm nervous now. I've lost my list. <laughs> uh, what did the ocean say to the beach? <laughs> Nothing. Just waved. <laughs> Mm. Oh, we only think this is this funny. No, I don't think this guy to... actually, true story. Yeah, okay. This guy actually keeps throwing milk and yogurt at my house. Why? How dare he? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, don't buy anything with Velcro. <laughs> What's funny? Oh. It's a ripoff. <laughs> Did you hear about the guy who dipped his testicles in glitter? <clears throat> Pretty nuts. <laughs> One of my funniest moments on the field with yeah. you oh, fuck. is we were in a real tough game and it was arm wrestle. I reckon it was going for like 15 minutes or something and Cody's. What game was this? I can't remember who was versus and maybe the Tigers for some reason. Oh, yes. Hamworth, was it? Did you play that game? No. Nah. Did we play them somewhere else? We played them at Combank. I don't know. It might have not been Tigers then, but I remember, or was it? But anyway. And Cody was in the middle of the field, so I don't know why he was defending in the middle of the field, but I don't know how it happened. He would have or something like that. But we're defending next to each other, and <laughs> we'll bugger like everyone's in the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> you must have got someone stepped inside you and set, turned you inside out and ran around you, and all we hear is fuck like that. And I still remember in the game, oh, like, no, what was that again? Um, <laughs> you, oh, what was that? I, I still remember, remember me and Cody looking at each other, just pissing ourselves laughing from what you hearing you on the field. Do you remember what it was? I think it was against Manly. But he like went that way, then back that nah, way. Nah, that, that didn't happen. No, no, no. That was that a different time. It was, uh, sorry? <laughs> that was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that part. <laughs> I remember, I think it was against Manly at uh, Central Coast. Um, and I'll explain the situation. It was yeah. a four and two. Yeah. Okay. Four on two. Four defenders. Four, no, <laughs> four <laughs> And I, um, I had to hold in the lead. I had to get. Garrick at the back, and then I had to try and get the winger. So I def- process, we talk about process, right? As usual, you I got held. stuck in the middle of jamming and holding. Is that- well, <laughs> jamming when you meant to, not meant to. And I didn't jam. I held on the back row. I held on the inside. <laughs> and then I, it was two and one. I held on Garrick. He tipped on, and I tried releasing to get caught. I uh, can't remember who was on the wing. Tulipalutu, Tulipalwatu. I'm a shocker here. I'm having an absolute shocker. Um, whoever the wing was at the time, and I missed him. And I think that's where it came from. But I still just remember it was a hard game and Cody and me just looking at each other like, did you hear that? It's like Real hard. We ended up winning by 50. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Back to um, me running the show. Uh, you obviously um, recently. Bra- <laughs> Stop doing that. It's probably off. It's off anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you recently graduated from uni. First bloke to ever graduate from uni, mind you. Um what did you graduate? From? Um, what degree was it? Um, I don't know. 
No. Um, pretty much sports science. Yeah, and why does that, uh, why does that interest you so much? Um, well, something I've enjoyed over, over my career as well is just learning learning more about the body, recovery, strength, all that sort of stuff. So I feel like I started out as wanting to do PE teaching. Mm. But the, I think when I started uni for that, it was more the idea of the holidays I liked, not actually dealing with other people's kids and then going home to your own kids. Yeah, so, that's to be exhausting. So um, being a, trying to get a job after footy where I'm sort of involved in like high performance sort of stuff really interests me. And I think it would be a really good transition for me to um, – we've still been around that team environment, I yeah. think, would be good because like you spoke about before with – after footy, it is a hard transition. So I think being around that environment will be a good transition, but it's something I'm passionate about. So I'd love after footy to, you know, hopefully it's at South, you know, work in the strength conditioning area and then just build my way up through there. That's why, I, like, when I first <coughs> announced my retirement and um, which was hard for me to accept was, like, a part of you dies. Like, Here we go. Your podcast, go on, man. <sighs> be serious for a second. Uh, I actually do believe uh, a part of you dies because you're not able to go out there and compete on the training paddock or yeah. on the field. And like, that's what I really relished and really, yeah. you know, really loved doing. Um, so I'm going to try and find something to compensate what I'm missing out on, if that makes sense. And, yeah. and for some players, it's actually hard to come to grips with. Like we've seen some players really struggle with retirement. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, some yeah. have taken their own life or tried to. Um, some have gone absolutely AWOL. No one knows. No one's really heard from them. Yeah. And it's, a, it's actually a touchy touch uh, subject for some players. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like the game or there's much needed education around retirement for players. Yeah, definitely. I think they're moving in the right direction from ticking a box with the welfare of having, you know, you know years ago, like it'd be almost like you had a welfare officer, but it was more of ticking the box yeah. that you had one. But speaking on South's behalf, like likes of Ian, I don't, was he there with you? No. no Ian's come in now um, from overseas. We've got Jason Clark, who's part of the wellbeing team as well, who's a great one to have because he's been where we are. He's transitioning now into a new role. So I think <clears throat> having someone like him and the support we do at South is, um, you know, they're going to make the transition a lot easier. It's still going to be hard. Like you said, I, I, I don't look forward to it. I want to play forever um, like everyone does. Um, but at some stage it'll it'll come to an end. But I think the things at South have got set up at the moment uh, with pushing courses and education on boys, getting them, you know, a lot of the boys doing a barber course at the moment. Just having some little hobby, you know, something else to um, – but they just don't have completely nothing by the time they finish. So I think South's doing a great job there, whether it's financial education or, you know, just general well-being. And the people they've got in, like Ian and especially Clarky, uh, mm. will do us good, you know, give us the best chance. Have you given yourself an <coughs> end date for your playing career? Have you thought about that yet? Um, I know it's a bit of a touchy subject. Oh. Courtney thinks so. – like, I've, I've told her I, I want to – play for a, a lot longer. So I've got this deal at the moment, uh, which is 24, 25. Yep. The way I'm feeling at the moment, obviously success in the next two years will play a big part in getting a, an extra year off the back of that. Of and obviously I understand that, you know, they're only going to get like one year deals after that. So um, I'd like to think get through this one and at least one more year after that mm. um, in the, in the NRL. Um, I haven't, you know, you never know what overseas, overseas holds. Yep. Um, but also weighing that up with um, opportunities and what's best for the family here as well um, cool. becomes more important. So I'd like to I'd like to stay and finish in the NRL, but mm-hmm. I still feel like this deal and, and another one um, still to come with how I'm feeling and 
hopefully playing well for the next two years. I love that. Speaking of off-field stuff, uh, you've got a couple of businesses. Um, <laughs> that you, would you like to talk about? Yeah, go for it. Your podcast. <laughs> Questions are there. Let's go machine. to Lacure. Lacure, yeah. So that's an interesting one. When we first started out um, a few years ago, we've been through COVID and all that and actually still come out the other side, which is good. Mm. Um, but the way it went and the way the area is around there, like it was, it was more of a beauty was doing really well, all the skin injectables and all that sort of stuff. Mm. The recovery, not so much. No, so, makes sense. Yeah, and so we've did a big, I guess, facelift, if you will, of well, the whole place. I was just looking at yours just to double check. No, I haven't yet, yeah. but I need it. I need it. And you, you get some done. So like, I you, do you're, not. You're I actually chain. find it very like, really? emasculating. I can't. I could never do it. But I've seen you get some. Your sister does it, doesn't she? Oh, what? just oh, getting rid of blackheads and acne. And oh, people, right, I'm, not, right. I'm talking, I'm talking okay. like both. Break, break down the... Sigma, mate, like, you're a beautiful man. Oh, thank That's you. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but, like, oh, now I've lost where I am. Hey, Your skin uh, side of the business has been Yeah, going really well. that way. So it's more um, that sort of side of things now. So it was hard for me to buy into that because I know nothing about it. Where yeah. the recovery side of things, I could have an input. Yep. Um, so I told the other guys that I was, I was even thinking about, you know, getting out and just letting them, you know, just sort of, um, letting that go, mm. uh, let them take just just go from there, do their thing. Um, but had a good chat with them, and we've done a full, um, you know, full facelift, like I said, of the place and freshened it up. So, um, you know, definitely times can be tough at the moment in that sort of industry because of you know how everything's going with like all the interest rates and that. No one wants to spend their extra money on that sort of stuff. So sometimes it can be quite slow, but we're gonna. Um, have a see how it go great year this year with that plan and then go from just want to cut you off just say you just said something that's really important like people don't want to really spend in helping themselves but rather spend <clears> you know just like they, they won't hesitate buying a beer they won't hesitate buying takeout yeah or a multi or, or a multi pokey. or pokies yeah but when it comes to actually looking after themselves like people yeah not don't want to spend the money isn't that, isn't that bizarre? It, is, it is weird yeah so i guess it's all the um yeah all those little things that they get a little quick fix instead of something that actually might be be more helpful. So, yeah. and that's why there will be like a whole new men's range now. So you yeah. have to come down, mate. And I'd love an invite. Get down just like there. I invited you today. Exactly. Yeah. You invited me? I invited you. You did? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, be like, we're going to have a whole men's range now, men's menu, if you will, to pretty much doing the same things that, that men may need that, that, you know, women get done as well. So, mm. um, and hopefully get a lot more guys through the through the door taking care of himself, mate. So I might jump in there and just do some demos to help this face up. It might help in a couple of years if I look a bit fresher. Anything to help like, my face with camera, yeah. I'll take the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> so I have facial hair all the time, mate. It's just cover up what's really there. Can you grow a beard? Yeah, I just like... Like full, thick beard? Nah, nah. nah I've never really tried because it gets real patchy around here. So it patches all the hand. <laughs> so I just sort of just... That's why I kept the goatee for so long, but the mo might stick around just on its own. Never had that problem. Uh, talk, talk to me about Top Deck. Top Deck. Well, pretty much AJ and myself have done some videos together, which you've enjoyed. I've you, loved. Um, and we get a lot of good feedback from, and, and we enjoy doing those those things together. So we thought we'd just um, start up a little business that's slowly building now. Mm -hmm. um, got a couple of bites. We did a great one with Milk Lab, which was great reaction. Um, but it's not just for us. Um, it's more um, going to help other players 
you know, try and earn some cash off the field, reach out to, to brands that may see fit uh, to them. Like at the moment we've got Sean Kepi and Hostie who are reaching out to a, a gaming one. Nice. So we can try and do some content around that um, because that's what they enjoy. Yep. Uh, but also like, you know, talking to the younger boys that we don't want them to just put up a, a standard photo and say, thanks ASICs for the boots or something like that. Um, try and make it a bit more creative and um, just better for them, better mm. for the brand, better for the content, better for everyone. So that's the idea around it. And I know you love yours. So no doubt, which we've spoken about, we will be collaborating, collaborating together, love which I can't wait for. And it will be around dads, I think. The way we're going. Can't yeah. Wait. So it should be good. I can't wait. Just with that as well, like it comes down to um, obviously budget, um, effort, because like you, you know, you're in you're in the game. Like footballers just want to focus about yeah. rugby league, training hard, you know, their recovery. So how are you gonna kind of maneuver away and get guys, players to actually put in effort in producing content? Um and I should say as well, like people are scared of perception, players especially. So they had it. a lot yeah. of players are scared to put themselves out there. Yeah, and I think what you've done so well is be happy to be laughed at, and because you find it funny, it's funny. You know what I mean? Like if you find it funny, then other people are going to find it funny. Don't have to funny. take yourself too seriously. No, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's like if you look at the Milk Lab one, I'm gagged to a chair, naked with a, a Christmas ball ball taped to my mouth. So like, please watch it, everyone. Can't put myself on the. <laughs> there I am. <laughs> uh, I still remember Willow was sitting there watching that part, like I was. We thought she was going to be an, an actress one day, but she's like, oh, I, I still want to do acting, but not what that does. Also, we haven't got the bread line through that. Uh, job. No, 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 not yet. <laughs> she's, she's showing potential there. Um, but yeah, not, not acting where <laughs> I can't even finish that because you know it's where it's going. Yeah. Move on for that. Let's so go the wrong way. <laughs> uh, let's do some true or false, shall we? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, not putting you as a hooker. In 2014, <coughs> grand final, cost the Bulldogs a game. True or false? Oh, wow. <laughs> we actually played you uh, when I was at Penrith. We played you guys the week before. Um, you guys got the last laugh in that game, 18-12. Mm. Um, was... No, I think it was the right – you look back now, right option, where I'd played two games that year, mm. not massive minutes, one game – Big minute, the other one, not much, I think 13 minutes. The reason no. I say that was because I think Desi went and opted to go with Moses Zembai, who's... Yeah, he'd played a lot of footy in a lot of different positions that year. Played yeah. centre, played half, played a little bit of hooker, I think, as well. So that made more sense um, going into a grand final. Um, you think combinations that he'd naturally have there. Moses was in and out of that side all year, so I think it was the right decision. Can I respectfully disagree? Not because you're here, but just because... Looking at South Sydney that year, the biggest thing they relied on was their power, power game. And yeah. they had big boppers. You had Sam, you had Dave Tyrrell doing an amazing job. You had Ben Teo. You had their outside backs who were doing a, mm. a mass, massive amount of work coming out of yards, especially. And I know for a fact those guys were probably no disrespect to Moses, but they'll be looking at a guy like that and want to kind of spot him out easier, if that makes sense. Um, possibly. Also, the way the Bulldogs were playing at the time was a lot of, you know, um, off the halves and front rollers. Yeah. So in a grand final, having myself come in there with a more running uh, process may have just okay. could have been good. Yeah. It could have caused some, you know, just disruption. Disruption in the, in their in their um their game plan. It would have affected James Graham because he obviously loved getting about a first receiver, dishing it on. Yeah. He wouldn't even let me pass in the ball at training if I wasn't playing that week. 
What was he like play with? He's very interesting. <laughs> and I got him when I was young, so I wish I got him like now, like to really enjoy it. I've heard this. I was very like almost intimidated, but at the same time, he's one who used to give me boots. Like so, he oh. had a great rebel. He had a rebel deal. How cool is that? Like that's, that's pretty much pick and choose, and he, and he chose Umbro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> Boy, any interesting stories? There's better, there's better boots. Shoe grab. They don't do boots. No, they should, but <laughs> Jay. They could do boots. <laughs> You never know. know. You never know. That'd be good. Um, Any interesting stories pop out about James Graham? No, I just remember him telling me, like, you know, I went to pass him the ball one time. We are just doing, like, forwards drills. He's like, no, I can't pass him the ball. I need to get my timing right. Like, Leisha. So, like, every time I had to invite, let Leisha pass him the ball. Can you say that again? Got to get my timing right. <laughs> it's like when we talk about Tom. We noticed yesterday a few of us were talking about Tom Burgess, and whenever we talk what Tom says, we go to his Tommy accent last. What was the thing you used to always say? We used to always take the mickey out of him. Oh, full stop. Nah, 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 nah. He was in. He was in full full swing at camp, army camp too. He was great. Oh, you know what was best? Like we would come into a huddle after training session, we just have a bit of a debrief, and yeah. then Tommy used to put his two cents in, and then Cody was just like, "Here we go again." That's why we called him full stop because it was the last thing. <laughs> and he was so good at like. Pointing out the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he stands up and gives a demo. Like he, I, can't, I come in with Tommy most mornings. You had a bad sleep, a bad night, shit day of war, or you're in a bad mood when you wake up. You get out of the car with Tommy. You are you're bouncing back. around. You're, you are happy. You got to kick in your step. I love him. I could spend. I could watch him all day, and I could spend all day with him. I used to remember video sessions. Oh god, so funny, and because um, <laughs> he sits at the front. Uh, he used to like so passionately and great intentions, great intentions. I know he means well. And he's like, obviously stating what everyone can see. And <laughs> the back is just, <laughs> oh, we, we, it happened at camp. So then we like, even the, the instructors sometimes were like laughing in the background. We got to a point. So then every time he spoke after like the first day, we just applauded it. Like, well, fucking said. Well said. I just clapped every <laughs> time he spoke. Loved that yeah. too. Yeah, he, we could thank him for uh, cutting our uh, army camp short that year. Yeah, um, was, yeah when good was that Tyree? Yep. Did he end up getting COVID? Um, yeah, he did. Oh, so he actually had it. AJ, hosty and myself had to go lockdown though. And when we got out, we got out Christmas Eve. We had to go do our test. That's when we made up fake flight details at the airport. We had our passports. Made up a fake flight to New Zealand. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And we had to go in there and um, like, so we get the results back in an hour instead yeah. of waiting until Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. And I still remember like, hosting it myself. We went in, they checked our license. Said, yeah, sweet, off you go. There's your test done. But then we turned around like, where's AJ? And AJ's like in there like, like <laughs> the stress on his face, <laughs> on his face and like two people looking at him and like ask for his license. They're running away like, they're like, this guy's like, but no flight. <laughs> AJ thought he was going to get arrested, I reckon. <laughs> we, oh, He's it was a funny day. I love that. Oh, good times. What a weird time. Yeah. What a weird time. Uh, true or false, uh, Jack Whiten uh, is the difference for South Sydney winning a premiership next year, this issue. Part of the difference, yes. Yeah. So you reckon there's something you guys are missing out on? Yeah, definitely. What does he bring? What does he bring? He's just a footballer. Like, I know he's been a little bit injured at the moment, but even his first few sessions, like, he just pops up on the field everywhere. He takes opportunities. He commits to everything and competes. And I think that's just going to be, you know, it's going to inspire the team at, you know, in tough times. Yardage carries, he's not going to shy away from that. Mm. Any hard work. He's a big body. I can't believe how, I've known Jack for a while now, but like standing, seeing him every day and just standing side by side, how big he actually is. So like he's, 
tall wise or just tall yeah tall rangy he's always just had that mong strength about him back on we didn't even go through the top five but he'd be another one in there i reckon like just athletic deceptive fast yeah is he going to be playing center this year you think i think so yeah 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 okay cool um you'll go on to coach in the nrl one day true or false false why false um that was quick (laughs) i think I like the idea of the high performance side of things. Mm. I think I wouldn't mind floating into sort of the skills sort of stuff and helping out where I can. Like Specialist that, coach? Yeah, but yeah. not so much an assistant coach or head coach. Um, Volatile. Yeah, mm. and it's full on. I think you're going to want to do that to do that job, assistant coach, definitely, um, and head coach. Like just even watching JD now, just I mean, you sit back when you're older and just watch everything that he does mm. and all the prep he does. Like There must be a lot going on. I don't know how you uh, juggle that, especially with having a family. Yeah, exactly. Like he's and he's got got a good family that they all support that. So, but now he's he's had to bide his time for a long time now. Now it's yeah. Speaking of sports scientists, um, what does that entail? Because you know, obviously, it's a the name tag, it's a mm. job description, but no one no one really knows what that entails. So, how would you describe it? Oh, I had to. Big question. Mm. Um, and why is it so important? What is and at the well at the moment I'll answer a different way. Like at the moment. There's times when we lean towards sports science too much. I agree. And not going back on just the human body that everyone's individual and sometimes people need individual needs. So, and not everyone's going to be feeling the same. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be able to adapt to everyone individually and what they do. So everyone can't do the same pro- weights program. Everyone can't do the same running, not just because of positional, like different positions on the field, but what they need. Um, and everyone's going to have their own sort of injuries. So I think... Being able to um, understand each individual and what they need to be performing at their best each week, and I think Souths have upgraded again this year. We've got someone like who does recovery. We've got someone who obviously got Crowley looks after the high performance. We've got Jack in the gym, who's the amount of stuff that goes through his head makes me realise how much I've, got, I've still got to learn in that space. Of yeah, well. you, could, I watch everyone walk up to him in the gym, and even me, I walk up and ask him a question and he knows the answer for me straight away. And then someone else will walk up for a different program completely and he knows the answer straight away or a variation or what weight they should be doing. So um, I think for someone in the sports science area, he, he's he's nailing that strength part of it really well. So um, yeah, everyone's individual, but not going completely into sports science and just going off data. But someone like Harry Harris was great at understanding how someone was actually feeling. Mm. If you gave yourself to training and, and trained really hard, Harry knew how to pull you back and what you needed to do um, and at the same time push those ones along that just need a bit of a nudge. So I think, yeah, definitely div- very individual-based in a team environment, which would be hard to do. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, moving on to our next segment. Okay, so... I did producers wrapping me up, eh? Like that. <laughs> no, no you, that was great. That, that's the answer I wanted. <laughs> Uh, so Birdo was on the show last week mm. and um, that envelope in front of you, he wrote you a question and for you to answer. So Thank you, Matthew. best of luck. Could be anything because uh, he copped an absolute pearler last week and um, his answer actually. What's Birdo like? He's, yeah, he's very reserved. Yeah. Introverted. I know. Like, I've spent some time around. but I just Great fella. Wonder um, what this um, question. Love fishing, in case uh, everyone, oh. everyone was wondering. <laughs> Try, trying to get Troll Mitt to take us fishing soon, but he hasn't yet. You're allowed to read it out. Hey? Can you read yeah, it? yeah, no, I was just, I was. Do you know how to read? 
Yes. Okay. If <laughs> if you were to travel anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Love that. Yes. Have you done much traveling? I have. I think one thing Courtney and myself did before kids was we tried to travel every off season. So mm. in overseas a couple of times to to Europe, um, England, to Dubai. I'm going to Dubai. Yeah. Booked our first family holiday. I'm going. Oh, yeah, you told me that. The other yeah. Day. That was one thing I kind of really, really like, you know, got a lot of FOMO out of like yeah. people going to Europe, Dubai, countries like in the middle of the year, like yeah. during the summer. <clears throat> um, obviously don't have that opportunity when we're yeah. playing, but now I do. So. Well, I think um, that would be off the back of that is, yeah, the people that travel in the middle of the year when they get to go over to like the Greek islands. Oh. At the right time, you know, when we've had to travel, we've been to, we've still got great weather when we've gone over there to like Italy and stuff like that. But I think being able to do a Europe trip, especially the Greek islands, haven't been, haven't been to Greece, but during the right time would be, would be pretty awesome. I think that's just very me, the, the water, love the food. How do, you, well, how, do you, how do you go with the sun? I've got to be protected. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be, I've got to, sun's safe, mate. It's nothing, nothing healthy about a tan. Slip, slap, slip, slap, slap. Mate. So it'd definitely be Greece at the Greek Islands at the right time of the year. Yep. Um, but yeah, I've been lucky enough to do a bit of travel, which I'm happy about because people that went, the young boys at the moment who went through COVID couldn't travel anywhere mm. and now they're starting to have kids have sort of almost missed that opportunity. So That boat sailed. Yeah, very, yeah, very lucky I got to do that. Um, Mario's meant to be taking me to Lebanon after I've been with him for 10 years. Really? Yeah. Ah. So I'm, I'm still waiting for that um, to happen. You would love Lebanon. Yeah. Yeah. Super nightclubs. Is that good? Super nightclubs. Over there. Uh, yeah. It's got the biggest bar in the world um, oh. in Beirut. So yeah. rooftop bar actually. Oh. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Pearl of the Middle East, brother. Is it? Yes, it is. There it is. <laughs> I like the idea of going to the beach and then skiing in the same day. Is that true? Is That's that true. Can, yeah. yeah. So you go to That'd the beach in the morning. It's, yeah. it's old saying, swim in the morning, ski in the afternoon, party all night. There you go. You like that? That's good. Not that you party, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, can't be, can't be a dad anymore. Anyway. <laughs> First bike to have kids. <laughs> uh, now you got the opportunity to uh, write a question for our next guest next week. Go you for want, it. Oh, you want me to do it now? Yeah, right now. Happy with it? Um, yeah, I think so. You think bit so? Of, bit of a, that doesn't sound convincing. Bit of a hard one to think of just off on the spot. I haven't gone too deep, but like. When you think about this one, when it's said, like, it's, it might be funny now, might be easy. Sorry, it might be easy now, but then later in life, it might be, you Ooh. know, hard. Ooh. I actually like that a lot. Yeah. Can you not stare in my eyes while you just lick that little like that? Very confronting. <laughs> uh, I've, I've loved this. <laughs> I've loved this uh, show so far. Great. We should catch up more often. Uh, well, you keep paying me, I'll keep turning up. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's next, mate? What do you got on coming up? What's next? Uh, it's all about to get busy for us, I guess, in a good way. This yeah. is what we um, – all the hard training is done for now. But, like, once the season gets going, um, it's the best part of the year, mate. So we've got a few more weeks and then it all kicks off with um, with footy um, and then everything else the kids do during the week. So it gets very busy, but mm. um, I like that. It's good. And where do you see yourself in 2024? 2024. Um, Set yourself some goals? Yeah, you know, normally I do that every year, set a lot of goals. And I have. You write them down or you just. Yeah, like write them down on my phone. Uh, I still have all like, the last few years in there. A lot of them are very similar. Um, 
sitting back a little bit more and just going to enjoy it for, for what it is this year. Love that. There's goals that, you know, are there cliche ones, so I'm just going to get out there and get it done. Nothing wrong with that, mate. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Always good to see you. It's always a pleasure. Great to see you too, mate. Let's go get a coffee, eh? Yeah, let's do it. Done.